Hey, Exchange family, this is Exchanging Stories. The Spirit kind of prompted me to ask this question of myself, like, well, like, what would the what would the impact be? What would the detriment to the kingdom work be if you were gone? Hey, we're here uh, with Ray Jezik today. Hey, Ray. Hey, how's it going, Brian? I'm uh, I'm doing well, man. I'm really grateful for you to be in with us, and uh, just to uh, for those who don't know you to to get to know one of our our new and elder trainings. And um, so I'm really excited to just kind of hear some of your story and really just share it with the rest of Exchange. Yeah. So uh, for those of you who don't know Ray, uh, I asked Ray to just share a little bit about uh, your family and how long you've guys been at Exchange. Yeah. So I'm Ray and my wife's name is Christy. My last name is Jezik. And we have two daughters, Maggie, who is uh, about to be 20 this year crazy. Yeah, it's kind of hard to believe actually. And then Ella who is going to be well she's 17 and a half. So yeah, yeah we got two girls and um we've been married. Chris and I've been married for be 22 years this year. Okay. So we were married in 2000, so it's easy to do the math. Yeah, so yeah. I, it's hard to get that one wrong, yeah. right? Um and we have been coming to exchange for a little over 3 years and we've been in North Carolina for um close to four. Yeah, that that uh that kind of brings me to to one of our questions. You you guys moved from the Chicago area. That's right. right. Kind of born and raised typically in not typically, but I guess just all over Illinois, right? Me? Yeah. Uh well I was born and raised in the western suburbs of Chicago. I lived there okay. my whole life. Okay. So like yeah, for yeah, forty years plus okay. in Chicago <laughs> suburbs. So. so Rollsville and Chicago, very <laughs> yeah. similar. In, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. basically the same. Yeah. yeah, so so life for you, um, you were working in kind of like the business world and still mm-hmm. are. Um, yeah, but Chicago, and then four or five years ago, you guys, you know, just rolled the dice and came to, to North <laughs> Carolina. Tell us a little bit about like what brought you here. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, born and raised in Chicago, lived there my whole life. My family is there and friends are all there. And and it's kind of interesting how we ended up here because I'm not someone who really loves change. So I like the same things being the same. And I kind of like, you know, predictable patterns and stuff. And, you know, there there was a point in our lives where um, God just kind of started unsettling us. And uh, we both, Christy and I both kind of had begun to feel a little less settled about like, you know, just where we were and church and community and different things like that. And, uh, and so that was going on. And then something happened at my job where they were shifting. um, It wasn't like a big change, but like some things were moving around within my role at the company, which I had been at for 16 years because... I don't like change. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so, um, it was really interesting because as soon as the, my boss had kind of given me this news, the very first thought in my mind, it wasn't like, Oh, you know, this or that or the other thing about the job. It was like, I'm wondering if this is the thing that God's going to use to, to, to finally move us wow. out of Illinois yeah. in a way. Yeah. Like it was like the first thing, like it was, it, 
it just sort of dawned on me, like, I wonder if this is the thing God's going to use. Like you were kind of like on that edge and and you felt like maybe this was the Lord just kind of pushing you. Yes. Yes. And so we began to, and I went home and I kind of mentioned this to Christine. She's like, you know, I've been feeling this stirring as well. Yeah. And so we're like, okay, well let's, you know, let's start praying about this and having people around us pray about this and and, yeah. be, and begin to kind of explore and see if God's doing something and, there. And were the girls, uh, how old were the girls at this point? So Maggie would have been a sophomore and then Ella would have been in seventh grade at that okay. time. And were they aware that this was on the radar? No. Or, okay. No, <laughs> they had no idea. Okay. Yeah. So, so leading a family is a prerequisite for <laughs> being an elder. Yes. Uh, tell us just like, if you could like that, I mean, seventh grade and 10th grade, those are pretty influential oh, yeah. years, like settled in friendships and kind of in life or whatever. Yeah. Um, how'd you navigate that that journey of, of leading your girls into this process? Yeah. I mean, it, it actually happened pretty quick. And um, so once we finally decided that God was definitely calling us to North Carolina, um, we, we mentioned it to the kids and we actually stopped back through on a, on a trip back from Florida and it just kind of introduced them to the area. We took them through, um, NRCA, the school to try to kind of give them a vision of what life would be like. And, you know, it really, it really wasn't a group decision, right? You know, like it's like God's calling us here yeah, and this is what we're doing. And just to kind of lead them that this is what's, this is what's coming. Yeah. And, and the, the, each of my girls had different reactions to that. Like Maggie was very excited about the move and Ella was a little bit more entrenched in friendships and relationships and stuff. And so she was more apprehensive about that move. So, so it didn't, we didn't really give them a lot of options. Um, but the fact that we were following the Lord's leading is is really the key, you know. Like the, we're just obeying, yeah. And so even if it's hard, it's it's what we're gonna it's what we're gonna do. And so, yeah. And I think I obviously like as teenagers, you know, and as young teenagers, it's hard for them to fathom like all of the the elements that go into that decision, right? Like work and in faith community and a school and yeah. a place where you want to like grow your family and generations maybe to come, yeah. you know, and, and they may see one aspect of that decision, which is like their current friend group at that exact moment in life, you know? Yeah. And, and a lot of it was like showing them like, or, or, or pointing them toward the future. Like we don't, maybe yeah. we don't see exactly how God's going to work this out, but we know he's calling us here. And so, so we're going to have to trust in that. Yeah. And which, which even though it was very hard at first, you know, it's a great life lesson because now here we are, you know, coming up on four years later, you can be, as, as is always the case with God working in things like this, you can see sort of the, the fruit of that decision and you yep. can see how it was shaping us and how new relationships and new church family, like how those things have grown our kids and shaped our family and, and just kind of like what, what God was actually planning for us in that. So it's a great testimony to like what obedience to God, even though it's hard, what it produces in the end, you know, by, by having faith and actually following through with that. So, and, and those things are hard for the believer 
right? Like the, the, the ones who have been following Jesus and have learned to discern his voice, mm. those to say like, I'm going to pick my family up and move because I feel, and I believe, yeah. you know, through counsel and through like discussion and prayer, Christy and I are united on this, you mm-hmm. know, moving our family. Uh, that sounds really difficult to the believer. It sounds absurd yeah. uh, to those who, who don't follow Christ. As, which, which brings me to probably one question, like how did you get, you know, maybe fill us in on your faith journey, mm-hmm. but to get to a place where you even trust like this relationship with a, what the world would call a silent God, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we would not say that it, you and I like, you know, the spirit dwells within us. Yeah. Um, but where did you come from? And, and maybe share with us your journey to, to faith and your journey to a spot where you believed that and believed that you can hear from the spirit of God yeah. who guides you in these things. Sure. So, I mean, I grew up in a Christian home. So we we were at church every time the doors opened, we were there, right? And and church was like number one priority over everything else. And so yeah. my 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 mother especially, you know, drove home that that God is like your number one priority. Church is the number one priority, and like th- that's the way our family is structured. So I grew up in a in a Christian home. I grew up in church. Grew up in the church, and. Um, and I learned a lot about um, the gospel and scripture. And when I was very young, I probably around six years old, um, I remember being in my mom's bedroom and talking to her about, you know, what it means to to receive Christ. Mm-hmm. And she led me through prayer. And and it is often the case when you're very young and you make a profession of faith, like that's the first step right. of faith on a journey of steps of faith and yes. and of God sort of like revealing to you like what it really means to follow him. And because, you know, at six, your brain comprehends a very small amount of the gospel. Right. It understands the gospel and it yeah. understands like heaven and hell and like sin and all of that. And I had a very strong sense of that. And, and, but as you grow and as you learn and as you lean into that faith, you, you begin to understand more and more. God teaches you more and more about what it looks like or what it means to follow him completely. So like, so I grew up in church. I never really had like a, um, a super rebellious phase. I also wasn't like the most, (laughs) like, I I don't know. I kind of, I kind of just try to lay low, not do anything too under the radar. Yeah. Too crazy either way. I didn't get in a lot of trouble, but I also wasn't like, on fire for, um, you know, for Jesus and like at school or whatever. I mean, I had, I had friends in youth group and stuff. And in fact, I I was actually kind of thinking about this a little bit. Um, you know, this weekend Ed was talking about sin and how we, um, we can manage sin rather than, than kill sin. And I think that kind of relates to maybe what my faith looked like as a, as Mm -hmm. a teenager where I managed my faith more than like, and what I mean by that is like, I had faith, um, but I kind of put it into a corner, you know, mm-hmm. and and then and that I I limited how much I would let that faith impact my, um, you know, my relationship decisions or my entertainment decisions, yeah, 
or what I did with money or whatever. And so I, I had compartmentalized my faith so that I was managing it so that I could still kind of like, like imagine the throne, you know, Christ sitting on the throne and I'm like, Hey, scooch over a little bit. I, I think we could kind of both, <laughs> yeah. both fit on here. Yeah. And so I kind of thought we could, you know, we could run this show together. Yeah. And so I, I was trying to manage how much I was like giving over to, to my faith, to Christ, yeah. you know, and, um, and, and, you know, Satan tempts you and you get tested like, you know, to God, is this really the best thing? Right. You know, is this the, is, is this the, the best thing for a Christian? Like, shouldn't this also be okay for you to do? And, mm-hmm. um, and so like you begin to like lean into faith and like test, test it. And then you see like the ramifications of those decisions and God yeah. begins to teach you. Well, again, like, so that's kind of how I lived life for a while. And then right after I graduated from college, I was diagnosed with, um, a malignant melanoma, like a skin mm-hmm. cancer. And, um, they did surgery and they, they removed it. And the doctor, um, basically said, Hey, you know, we got it all. And, you know, we, we need to check it every year, but you probably, you know, you're going to be okay. And I remember after having that conversation with the doctor, I was just laying in my bed that night or, you know, soon after that. And, and I, I imagine like that, that conversation going differently. Mm. And I said, like, what, what if, what if you didn't say that? What if, what if the doctor said, Hey, you know what? You have a year left to live. Oh, man. Just, just one year. That's it. Or six months or you have, yeah. you're, you're going to die. It's hundred percent chance. Right. And, and you know, the, the spirit kind of prompted me to th- ask this question of myself, like, well, like, first of all, what, what, what would the, what would the impact be? What would the detriment to the kingdom work be if you were gone? Oh man. What and, a question. Uh, yeah. And like, and, and the honest answer was, well, not a whole lot, right? There wouldn't be a whole lot. There wouldn't be a big void in like kingdom work hap- uh, mm-hmm. that would, that would take place if, if I had died. And then I asked myself the next question. Okay. So I have a year left to live. Well, how would I live differently? Like, like in the most serious sense, like if that was the truest reality for you what would you do differently in the next year good grief and i and i and i'm just that's a great question yeah oh yeah yeah Be- because the reality is like i could die tomorrow yeah. right like yeah. there's no guarantee i could i could die on the way home today right now right so so i said oh man i would be vocal in my faith i'd be sharing my faith with my coworkers i'd be like active in ministry and like it was at that moment where i kind of stopped managing my faith and, and I basically said, I've got to like die to self and give Christ everything. That's like so good. The whole thing. Yeah. And, and I did it. And I was basically the things that I kind of thought or said I would do, I started doing, you know, like, yeah. um, my sister was, was working for uh, campus crusade for their high school ministry at the time. And like every year she'd ask me like, Hey, we're doing a missions trip. Do you want to go? I'm like, no, no, no. I don't want to do, <laughs> I don't want to waste my vacation yeah. on that. Right. So I'm like, actually, you know, I will go this this yeah. year and started doing mi- overseas missions and started being active and sharing my faith with coworkers. Um, did like a Bible study with coworkers and just and just giving every single aspect. No more holding back or compartmentalization, but basically letting my relationship with Christ impact every single corner of my life. Right, it's got to change everything. Yeah, and that was really kind of this launching point to where. Like, 
it's so interesting because as you hold stuff back, you you're you're limiting yourself to seeing all the things that God wants to do through you. That's and right. when you give up everything, you like just okay, I'm going to fall off that throne. I'm going to give it to Christ completely. And then you start leaning into those promises and stuff. You see him do things through you that just launches your faith to the moon. And yeah. and you you know, you talk about like how do you get to this point where you can hear the spirit and tr- trust in God like you just see that every promise in scripture that I lean on, it's true. Mm. It's true. It's true. Over and over and over again. And I have no doubt. Like, and, and you just, your doubt just goes away because yeah. you have, you've seen him working in, in your life as, yeah. as you've trusted in him. Yeah. And so then trust becomes easier and it becomes easier and it becomes easier and your faith begins to grow. But it only co- comes through like dying to yourself. Yeah. It only comes through like just giving it up and like submitting often, everything. Because most when you ask him to scooch over a little bit so that you can sit on the throne as well, mm-hmm. most often how Christ is gentle, he, he, he gets up. And he yeah. lets you sit there and he lets you command your life and let you see the destruction that follows. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think that coming off the throne, uh, sometimes is that recognition of like, man, I don't belong here mm-hmm. and you do, you know, Yeah, and knowing that his, his provision, his promises are true. Yeah. And the consequences of sin that he warns us about are also true. Yes. You know, the, the wreckage of life is true mm-hmm. and the blessing of following him is true. Yeah. And I yeah. think if you, I, what was it, at like 22, you started yeah. kind of in that path? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think at 22, and how old are you, how old are you now? Uh, for upper forties. Okay. <laughs> okay. Somewhere, somewhere in the upper I stopped range. counting after yes. 25. Okay. I don't really, I, I kind of, I'm, yeah, I'm yes. not 50. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mid forties. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I mean, for, for over two decades of living life, um, not on the throne, intentionally not on the throne. Yeah. Is it, is man, that's, that's a really good thing. And I think that that's what it takes, right? Like that's, it takes years of trusting Jesus. Yeah to get to a spot where you trust him in, in those really difficult spots of literally uprooting your family. Yeah. And saying like, I'm, I've, I really feel and have peace that God is, is transplanting us. Yeah. Not not just a single dude at 22. Right. Although that would be difficult, but to bring a family Mm -hmm. away from other families. It's almost like, you know, Genesis, where it's like go away from your your family and your relatives, your friends, your community, yeah, and and go to this unknown land. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to compare you to Abram, but at the same time, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, to to the voice of God to say like, you know, move move your family. That's and that, a and that's, significant and that, thing, and that's all He told him. Yeah, you're you leave, or yeah. I'm going to go to a place I'm going to show you. Yeah, so you only know you're leaving. Yes, and then the rest of it's going to unfold, and so like. And, and and we needed that when we moved here because like God showed us in very like specific ways that this is him moving us, you yeah. know, like um, in one of those, one of those ways, like I was interviewing for a job and completely bombed the interview. I mean, like, like bombed so badly. <laughs> and I was laying in bed that night and like, God, he has this tendency to wake me up at like, Four thirty, yeah. five in the morning, when he wants me to talk to him. So I wake up and I begin to pray, and and like he just lays this on my heart, it's like you're praying that I that you would know that this is my will, 
Like you want to see that this is from me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, in order for me to show you that, I got to get you out of the way. Oh man. And so, and so I woke up, so I get up that morning and I tell Christy, I said, you know, wouldn't it be just like God to, to have me like just completely bomb this interview mm-hmm. so that he can show us, this is me, not you. And like that very day at noon, I get this email from this, from the company and they're like, Hey, we want to move forward with the interview. And I just forwarded wow. to Christy and I'm like, no way. <laughs> like it's totally God. Like yeah. he, he, like it had, like if, if I would have like aced this interview and done great and like right. felt really good about it. Well, you know, that's, that's harder to get confirmation from. You still can, yeah. but it's like, but God's like, no, no, no. I'm going to like show you that this yeah. is me moving you. And like, there's a number of stories like that, that we just saw. Cause when we moved here, it was so hard. Like it was so yeah. hard because we, we had left family and friends and sure. And we came here, we knew like two people wow. and they were on the other side of like Raleigh. Yeah. Like, so like we were basically like alone and there was a bunch of things going on in our family. You talk about the kids, you know, like, yeah. why did you ruin my life? Yeah. <laughs> why did you bring us here? Yeah. And, you know, Christy and I, I remember we were walking and I just asked her, I'm like, do you still believe that God moved us here? And she's like, absolutely. And I'm like, then we can trust that even though this is like so hard right now, like there's a, there's a purpose to this. Like mm-hmm. he's going to redeem this. Yeah. And, and, he, and that, that allowed us because we had that, you know, the faith in that he did this to sort of endure that hardship because we knew that he was going to produce something from that. Yeah. You know, and he did. Yeah. Um, and it's a great because we can talk to our kids about that valley and yeah. about going through that. And they see God's provision now as he has provided for them and has grown them and has shaped them. Yeah. In, uh, in the difficult seasons of life and in like difficult decisions, um, yeah. I think those are the seasons where the Lord like just completely changes us and molds us into, you know, nothing happens, um, in comfortability. You know, I, I feel like, uh, the Lord uses difficulties in our lives, trials, struggles, you know, traditionally you look at the church across the globe, uh, across the pages of history and it's in, it's in struggle, it's yeah. in trial, it's in suffering that the church actually moves forward and right. engages. And I would probably say the same with your family. Thanks mm-hmm. for sharing that story. Yeah. Uh, probably a, a couple uh, quicker questions. Maybe you serve and have served um, at Exchange. Specifically, I've seen you in, in the Buddies program, mm-hmm. uh, kind of helping uh, some of our um, really special kids that we love a lot at Exchange. Um, you've served as a small group leader. Uh, Christy's done some women's studies, mm-hmm. um, a, a lot of great things. Uh, in the local church, here's a, a maybe a shorter question. Uh, what are you most passionate about? Like what, what gets you going about the local church? Yeah, I, I think so. Growing up in the church, um, the church was like my fa- my family, you know, yeah. like my, my, my parents were divorced and we were at church all the time. And like when I would go into church, like I saw families who kind of helped raise me. And the thing I love about about the local church is how God brings together a group of people who have who are equipped like uniquely in this body, mm-hmm. right? You know, like how scripture describes there's like, you know, ears and noses yeah. or whatever and eyes. And so so like we come together as as a people with different gifting to serve each other 
and to like be Christ to one another. Yeah. And like I love I love seeing people like using their gifts to to bless other people within the body and like and to be that picture of Christ to one another. Yeah. I mean, to me as a kid that was so important. Like and I even still go back to the church I grew up in and like it's like it's still like family. Yeah. And um and just the way that that community is formed. And then you see that community because it's it's unique in that way. It's like as people love one another, um, warts and all. Yes, <laughs> you know, like it's not perfect, but it's it's um, you know, it, Christ allows us to help forgive and 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 to kind of um, uh, still allow us to have unity. Even see the though best in each other. Yeah, see the best in each other. Um, but as we live and do community together, like how then that impacts your com- the community out side of the church yeah. and and it draws people in and um I, I just love how it's a picture of of Christ's you know the, the body of Christ and like how he or, created the church yeah to bring you into a very tangible like like you can touch it and smell it and feel it a tangible like out, outworking of Christ's yeah. uh yeah. you know ministry the to one another feet, yes. yeah yeah, yeah. I, I just I think it's yeah, it's it's probably my favorite part about like, I love it. Uh, local church. Love it. Uh, so so last year, uh, you guys sent away your oldest to college. Uh, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> what what's it like to release you know a kid into that college world, um, knowing that culture is just and the enemy is prowling around. You know. What was that like? Yeah. What is it like currently? Yeah, it's all the emotions. You know, like. It, it's definitely, it's so it's definitely sad, right? Because it's a very real ending to a phase of of parenting, yeah. where you have all your children kind of under your wing and in your home, and and they're sad. Like every time you sit down to eat, it's there's an em, a noticeably empty chair. Oh man! And uh, and so there there's there's a definite void that you experience there um, in in the in the home and. It's also scary because you know as you're bringing up your kid, especially as they're getting older, you're 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 trying to transition them from like our faith to their own faith. Yeah. And and you and you start to give them more and more ownership of of their faith and mm-hmm. the decisions they're making and and so as you're launching them, it's like a big test to see like is it their faith and what is the the depth of their faith and what yeah. do they really believe and what are the decisions that they're going to make and so it's definitely scary in that regard to um to see how that's going to play out but uh, you know but it's also kind of exciting to see how it's going to play out like how God's going to teach them um as they are going to you know they're going to have to work through the, these questions and these and, right. and, and the and the thoughts and the doubts that that I had that Christy had and like and how that was shaping and and to think through those things and so it is it is scary you definitely pray a lot for them while they're there and one of the things that we really encourage her to do is like you can't like like you described out into like the the world the Mm -hmm. wolves the the the, real thing it's totally real and you know, we kept telling her, you, you can't go out there and do it alone. Mm-hmm. You can't. You've got to find a community. You've got to you've got to plug into a community of people who are going to encourage you to move toward Christ, yes. not away from Christ. Yes. Like the friends, the friends you choose 
will will have this cascading effect on the rest of your life. Yes. And just sh- telling her and writing to her the importance of like that that decision and, you know, helping her out with a few scouting reports too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like yes. we did look through like, okay, here's like the four campus ministries yeah. and here's the groups and we Some even local went local churches. Yep. We even around, we yeah. even went with her like a like a weekend or two to like visit a church so she wouldn't yeah. have to go alone or whatever. And like just to help kind of onboard her into another community because that. it's it's going to be a lifeline for her to not be alone in that in that journey but to be able to have like a grounding with people who are going to be around her supporting her faith and challenging her growing and that faith. is a that is a challenging and and probably uh, can be mm-hmm. very rewarding as a parent to watch your kid make some decisions that that honor Christ and that honor the life that you guys have have set in motion for her. Yeah. And like, of course they, they make good and bad decisions, but, but God uses all of those to, to have conversations about, um, you know, about their faith and, and what does scripture say about this and just to think through things and, um, you know, keep those communication channels open. We all, we're we're always talking about different topics and things like that. And, um, and just thinking through things with them, yeah. and I've I've been just amazed at at what God has done in Maggie's life specifically, because like she's doing things in ministry that I would have never imagined her doing, and just like just her like trusting that you know God's gonna gonna provide for her you know strength empower and wisdom her. and yeah. empower her to yeah. do these things and. I mean, it's 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 really kind of cool uh, yeah, just to see her kind of um, see him work through her, even in weakness. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, you're right. Like, you couldn't be more proud as a parent yeah. to, to see them making well, good decisions. Well, I think one, one thing that's been noticeable uh, for from you and your family um, is your, your girls, uh, Christy and Maggie and Ella, love you. Uh, I was talking to... Um, uh, someone that that's newer to exchange they had met you guys and um he mentioned just in you know the few weeks he said he was talking to you guys after church and he said you know a a younger uh girl uh he said i I assumed it was ray's (laughs) daughter uh you know but she looked like she was in high school it's ella you know Uh as he described her blonde hair you know all the things Uh, big smile, you know, uh, he's talking to you and she comes up and like wraps her arm around you and like kind of leans in, you know, and he said, uh, he's a dad of a new daughter. And he said, he's, uh, they left church and they said, I, I, I hope that one day I have that relationship with, with my daughter. And so, uh, you know, something that you're doing, uh, is, is really good. I want to end, uh, with, uh, a few rapid fire questions. All right. So, so not, you, you don't have a lot of time to think. You just have to answer. Some of them are, uh, probably more serious. Some of them are just get to know Ray Jezik. All right. So, uh, favorite drink, coffee or soda? Yes. Coffee. Okay. Any coffee. Okay. Uh, time of day when you're most productive. Uh, night. Uh, summer or winter? Summer. For okay. Sure. Uh, let's see. Um, I left Chicago, you know. Oh, yes, you did leave <laughs> Chicago. Uh, favorite number and why? Do you have a favorite number? Favorite number would be seven. Okay. I have no idea why. All right. It's a cool number. Of completion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> favorite cake flavor? Ice cream. All right. <laughs> How do you start your day? 
Uh, well, after I wake up, I usually sit on the couch and read my Bible. Okay. With coffee? <laughs> oh, yeah. Coffee. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Coffee. Okay. Actually, a cup of coffee first, then okay. I sit down. Yeah. Uh, worst subject in school? English. Anything with English. Okay. Best subject? Math. Okay. Uh, what advice would you give your young self? 16, what would you say? If you had two sentences to tell yourself, what would you say? Um... I mean, I would say trust in the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. it's simple. You but don't true. have to doubt it. Like, yes. yeah. yeah. Save yourself some trouble. <laughs> yes. Uh, what scares you? Change. Okay. And mice? Oh, mice are terrifying. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Cats or dogs? Uh, dogs. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Uh, New Zealand. <laughs> okay. Um, what's something that you do not like doing? that you have to do uh yard work okay uh what's a fun hobby fun hobby shooting okay uh sunrise or sunset sunset favorite color Oof, red chocolate or vanilla chocolate what's yes. vanilla uh favorite food uh probably go with pizza actually okay. this is chicago style uh yeah okay uh, favorite dessert? Ice cream. Um, favorite TV show? Uh, the Mandalorian. Okay, that's okay to say. <laughs> Why wouldn't uh, it be okay yes, to say? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you could be any animal, what would you be and why? Uh, I'd be a human and because I think humans are great. Okay. Uh, weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Um weirdest thing i've ever eaten huh frog legs frog legs that's yeah. pretty weird all right yeah. scale from one to ten one being really really bad uh and ten being really really good how good are you when it comes to keeping secrets i'm probably like an eight or nine on that okay yeah it's locked down tight yeah i just yeah yeah just keep them <laughs> Ray, this has been fun. So I I thank you for walking out this story with us. Lean into your own story. Uh, We'll see you soon on more Exchanging Stories.